When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This episode is supported by FX's Clipped, the scandalous story of the 2014 Clippers owner's racist remarks captured on tape and heard around the world. The series charts the tape's impact on a dysfunctional basketball organization striving to win against their reputation as the most cursed team in the league. Starring Lawrence Fishburne, Jackie Weaver, Cleopatra Coleman, and Ed O'Neill. FX's Clipped, streaming June 4th, only on Hulu. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. What's up, guys? Welcome to Wrestling World. I'm your host, Austin Boyer. And I just want to say thank you for listening. My debut podcast was Friday, and I've had 11 listeners so far, so I just want to say thank you. Okay, tonight was the WWE Draft. The second night. And I gotta say, tonight I think was better than Friday. We saw Bray Wyatt as the first round draft pick for Monday Night Raw. I'm a little disappointed, though, because obviously tonight you saw Kevin Owens was drafted to SmackDown. He will no longer continue the feud with Bray Wyatt, being that he is drafted. I, I thought that, they, that, that this match would lead up to Hell in a Cell. I guess that's not going to happen. So, you know, obviously WWE Creative has other plans. It seems as if Bray Wyatt and Alexa Bliss might feud with Selena Vega and Andrade. Maybe. That seems like the direction that they're going. As much as I wanted to see Kevin Owens and Bray Wyatt, um, I'm excited for this possible tag team match we could be seeing in Hell in a Cell. I assume it will be at Hell in a Cell. I assume that they will further the storyline with Andrade and Selena and Alexa Bliss and Bray Wyatt. I, I assume, you know, who knows what direction they'll go. But, um, Alexa Bliss, she plays this character so well, I gotta say. She really knocks the ball out of the park with this one. I can't picture anybody else to play this character besides her. In the past, you know, a lot of people said with Morgan would play that character of Sister Abigail. And we can't say Alexa Bliss it is Sister Abigail, but she, she is her own person. This darkness inside her, this darker character, is so intriguing. And Alexa, she's been a hill, Alexa Bliss has been a hill before. But now with The Fiend, it seems 
she is just a better heel, it seems like. It seems as if this whole new gimmick has just really helped her. Because she's been the talk for the last few weeks, you know, the last two months or so, ever since she's been involved with this storyline with Bray Wyatt. And I'm excited as for what's to come. Uh, it seems as if they have this storyline where Bray Wyatt and Alexa Bliss are dating. As if she's falling in love with The Fiend. And it's exciting. I don't know who booked this. I don't know who wrote this. But you gotta applaud them or give them a pay raise or something. Because this is this is really great. Like I said in my last podcast, it makes you excited to watch pro wrestling again. It makes me excited to tune in every week just to see what happens next. And if anybody can pull this storyline off, it's Bray Wyatt and Alexa Bliss. So hats off to them for pulling off this storyline and making it what it is. I cannot wait to see what they do next. My prediction is, like I said, it seems as if this might lead to a tag team match with Selena Vega and Andrade, Bray Wyatt and Bliss. As far as the stipulation goes, it could be a Hell in a Cell match. It could be a regular tag team match, which I wouldn't mind either way. Because obviously these two tag teams have a lot of chemistry together. It seems as if they'd work well. Andrade is very talented. I've been a fan of Andrade since he debuted. Selena. I don't know much about her ring work. I've, I've seen her wrestle a few times. But, you know, um, she, she seems like she shines more as a manager than a wrestler. Not not discrediting her skills, but it seems as if she, she's just a better manager. Her promo skills aren't bad, but hopefully during this feud, she kind of breaks out more and shows her p- full potential. And with Andrade, I mean Andrade... He's just he's just great in the ring. His promos are good. He's talented. The match he had with Garza tonight wasn't spectacular. Given that they are both talented, I figured this match would be decent. It would be, you know, at least a good maybe 10-15 minute match and it wasn't. Um I figured it'd be like a fast-paced match being they're both like Luchadors, they have that Luchador style to them. Especially Andrade. Um, But the match itself wasn't as good as I thought it would be. I I, I figured it'd be a fast-paced match. I didn't think it'd be as short as it was. And, you know, it seems as if they're pushing Garza which I've heard rumors that they are looking to give Garza a big push. 
I'm a, I'm a big fan of Andrade, like I said. I think Andrade, somewhere down the line, deserves a push. I liked Garza and Andrade as a tag team. But now it seems... WWE just had other plans for Garza. Maybe they see him as a bigger star than Andrade, I don't know. But I, I've read reports that Gar Garza is in line for a big push. So we'll see where it goes. It's it's kind of hard for Andrade because it sucks because it seems as every opportunity he's been given it's just been taken away. Been given to someone else. Um, it seems like he's kind of had the short end of the stick the last few months. And uh, I'd like to see him get put in a decent feud, a decent storyline. He, he has a lot of chemistry with Rey Mysterio. You've, you've seen their matches. So you know the guy can work. The guy, the guy can put on a good match. Garza, he's, he's talented too. You know, can't take nothing away from him either. So... Hopefully this, like I said in my last podcast, hopefully this draft, it helps out a lot of superstars, you know, who, who don't get a lot of time to shine, who don't get a lot of you know, TV time, or, you know, who don't get a lot of decent storylines, and with, with Andrade, you know, back when he first debuted, he was he was getting a decent storyline Rey Mysterio you know they were feuding back and forth they were putting on great matches every week but it's like since then like the last couple months you know they paired him up with Garza and they had potential to be a decent tag team but WWE just seen it differently I guess you know that's the thing about WWE is when you know, the fans are really into something. It's like they totally take it away. They're like, oh, well, the fans are into it, so you might as well give up on it now. Of course, that's what it seems to me, but, you know, like I said, I'm not the creative team, so I can't speak for them. Anyways, continuing. Bailey was the second draft pick. But she will be continuing her feud with Sasha Banks at Hell in a Cell. I'm predicting Banks to walk out of Hell in a Cell. Because of the stipulation of the match itself. And the match we saw Friday night just was awful. With Banks and Bailey and the disqualification at the end. I got the fans' hopes up for nothing, and I thought it was a big waste of time, so really at Hell in a Cell, they owe us, they owe us a decent finish, because they didn't give it to us Friday night. But that's what I hate about, you know, watching certain matches like that, is because two things can happen. You could predict how the finish is going to go, or... It can be a, a, a good finish that you want. 
during the end of the storyline, it's not the it's not guaranteed that that it's gonna end that way. And what I mean by that is, you know, a match could be so good, but it could end so shitty. But WWE puts so much hype around their matches. And then when it, when it comes time for the match, it could end in such the shittiest way that it, it's just a big letdown. And then you think to yourself, well, why did I turn my TV on? Why do they hype this up if they're just going to let us down? And we see a lot of that with WWE, you know, Monday Night Raw, SmackDown, NXT. Well, NXT, I mean, you can't really say they're a big letdown because what they've what I've seen is solid from NXT. You know, you got Finn Balor, Adam Cole, which I, I still think is match of the year. Right there. And if anybody thinks otherwise, please tell me a better match that you've seen this year because I don't think there is one. Okay, so moving on. Randy Orton, the third draft pick for Raw, which we've all predicted he would stay with Raw. Um, I don't think anybody really figured he'd go to SmackDown, being that you know he, he's feuding with Drew McIntyre. I'm also assuming he'll walk out of Hell in a Cell with the title. Hopefully, hopefully you know Vince McMahon don't screw us over, but. But who knows? Uh, sometimes WWE throws a curveball at us, and so I just I hope Randy wins just to end this feud. He can move on to something better. Not saying that this feud with Drew McIntyre wasn't good. Like I said. It's been dragged on and on for months, and it doesn't really need to be. He could feud with Edge somewhere down the line, if Edge's tricep is held in time. You know, he could feud with Bray Wyatt. I think there's a lot of hit. There's a lot of history between him and Randy Orton. You know, Randy Orton was a member of the Wyatt family. He burned down the front. The um, the Wyatt compound, I should say, rather. And the Fiend, he's all about redemption. So, I'm hoping somewhere down the line these two can meet in the ring again. Given their history. Given how well they work together. So yeah, I'm I'm predicting Randy Orton to walk out as WWE Champion at Hell in a Cell. That's my prediction. I bet money on it. But I don't gamble. <laughs> okay, the Street Profits are next. Then Charlotte Flair. Um, round two, Strowman. Which, Strowman, um, as I said before, I'm hoping they do something with him. You know, he's... He's being placed in this feud with Keith Lee. And, uh... 
really, I don't think it's benefiting either either superstar. You know, it, Braun Strowman. At one point, he was a decent hill, and then they turned him babyface, which I don't really care for his babyface run, but his hill turn was great. You know, they pushed this guy to the top. I thought he'd be a big star. I thought he'd be a WWE champion by now. You know, back then, I, I should say. Because he was so big, even as a hill, you know, people would cheer him. He, he was going against the big show. Roman Reigns. You know, Kane. But now, you know, maybe it's too late to push him. Maybe it's too late to, to even give him a chance anymore. WWE has dropped the ball with Braun Strowman, and it's a shame because he has a lot of potential. He's a good heel. I wouldn't say he's great, but he's good. He has that mean streak about him as a heel. He can pull it off. He's a big guy. He really doesn't have to cut a promo to be intimidating. His in-ring work shows it. And then these raw underground segments that's, that he was in, these underground segments, like I said, they don't make sense to me. And it's, it's not really doing anything for Strowman. Having him go up against Dabakato, who we've only seen in raw underground. He hasn't had a match yet, like an actual match, not this fake MMA bullshit that they call pro wrestling this is pro wrestling this isn't we tune in to see pro wrestling we don't tune in to see MMA we don't tune in to see fake MMA we tune in to see wrestling and if they're gonna do these raw underground segments they need to make it legit and either hire actual MMA fighters that can go in and make this look, you know, convincing or just don't do it at all. And for the last few weeks, you know, we haven't seen Raw Underground, which to me is a good thing because I don't really care for it. I think it's insulting to a pro wrestling fan. And if this is Shane McMahon's idea of entertainment, then I don't. I, I mean, I don't even know what to say. What, what do you say? This isn't MMA. Who, who, whose idea was it to put this on TV for one? You know, whose idea was it to gather all these guys up and tell them, hey, let's, let's circle around and fight each other. Let's make it look, let's make this look real. And when you look at it, you can tell, you know, this is, I get the pro wrestling is scripted. But when you go in there and you're making this 
look worse than what it is. It's, it's a shame. You know, if that were me booking this, if I was going to book segments like Real Underground, I would hire actual MMA fighters to go in and, like, put some moves on these wrestlers and make this look real. You know, we've seen Ronda Rousey and Brock Lesnar come in, and they're actual MMA fighters. We've seen them put MMA moves on wrestlers, so you can't tell me they can't put MMA guys in there because they can. That could be a way to, you know, bring Rousey back in, in the WWE. That could be something for her. Even though if she's in WWE, she belongs in a wrestling ring because I'd rather see her in a ring than in a segment like Raw Underground, but that could be something for her that would draw attention to Raw Underground. But this Raw Underground, man, it's, it's, it's just not my thing. And if it's if you like it, then okay, I'm not going to judge you. I don't I don't judge anyone, but... This, this just isn't for me. But anyways, moving on. Daniel Bryan is now on SmackDown. Um, you know, Daniel Bryan hasn't been seen in months. I, I've read that he is a part of, you know, the creative team on SmackDown. And if that's his position... You know, and I hope he's happy. He he's a great wrestler, but given you know the injury he's had that forced him to retire, I don't blame him for being in this position now because he has two little kids, two or three, I believe. I know he has Birdie, and he just had another one. I'm not, I'm not sure how many he has total. I think it's two, but um but yeah, I don't I don't I don't blame him for being in this position if he chooses to stay. You know, best of luck to him. There are a few matches I would like to see Daniel Bryan in though. Um but if if this is his position going forward, and I'm I'm fine with that. I would like to see Daniel Bryan versus Matt Riddle though. I think that would be fun to watch. They're both very athletic, high flyers. You know, it would be fun to watch. Bryan is a is a very technical wrestler. He he he's great on the mat, you know, you've seen that match with him with Drew Gulak, the great matches they put on, that's another, you know, match I'd love to see is him and Gulak go at it again, I think that would be great, but like I said, if he chooses to stay in the creative role, then best of luck to him. <clears throat> okay, moving on.
as we mentioned before, Matt Riddle, he's now on Raw. I'm kind of wondering what they'll do with Riddle. Like I said in my last podcast, he hasn't had the best push. Well, I don't know if I mentioned it in my last podcast. But if I didn't, I'm going to say it now. He hasn't had the best push since coming to the main roster. He's had matches with Baron Corbin, Sheamus. It just hasn't gotten nowhere with him. You know, I, I don't know what WWE's plan is with him. I know he's been accused of sexual assault. Um, and this was months ago, but it's been brought back up. I don't know the full story. And I'm pretty confused as to why he's still on the active roster. Why they still have him on TV, being that he has been accused of all this. You know, and he's not the only one. You know, Lars Sullivan. I guess it was reported that he asked a lady for pictures, a married woman for pictures. I'm not sure the full story. Who knows if it's true. I'm just telling what I've heard. I'm not reporting this. But from the sources I've read, this is what's happening. So I'm I'm very surprised that they have Riddle on the roster being that all, he has all this going on outside the ring. You know, behind the scenes and And, and and when you think back to Enzo Amore, you know, when he was accused of assault, WWE is so quick to release him. But yet they have somebody like Riddle on the active roster, somebody like Lars Sullivan on the roster with without any consequences. It makes me wonder about you know, WWE and their policies. So I don't know. I don't know about Riddle's future, where where it will go. I think he's very talented. He can wrestle. I thought the match he had with Jeff Hardy, I thought that was a a pretty cool pairing just to see them two in the ring together. So we'll see what they do with them on Raw. Um, like I said, we have Keith Lee, you know, all these superstars coming from NXT. So hope I hope that some of these wrestlers don't get lost in the shuffle like Riddle. I, I hope that he don't just get lost in the main roster. You know, push down to the card, you know, to the mid card or, or whatever. You know, it seems like when WWE calls these guys up, they call so many at a time. And it seems like they just have no clue what they're doing. No clue what to do with these guys when they call them up. It seems as if they don't have no plans going forward. And I think that's what they're doing with Keith Lee right now. Is that 
they really don't have any like long-term plans with him like short-term plans now but you know going forward what are they going to do because they really haven't done much since he came to the main roster they put him up against McIntyre against Orton you know a couple times and, and it hasn't benefited him at all so like I said you know with guys like Matt Riddle who is now on Raw I hope that he just doesn't get lost in the shuffle with all these new guys coming up and joining the roster as well from NXT. So, you know, we'll just have to see what happens with him. You know, with everything he has going on, like I said, anything can happen at this point. That's WWE. I'm not surprised they kept him on the roster. That's what they do. When Vince McMahon sees money, I feel like he gives, you know, certain wrestlers a pass just for a paycheck, you know, just for more money in his pocket. So next up we have Kevin Owens drafted to SmackDown, like I said. I'm not happy with this. The reason I say that is because I thought that he would feel very wet and Hell in a Cell. I was kind of looking forward to it. I had my hopes up. But it's it's okay. I kind of like what they're doing with Alexa Bliss and Bray Wyatt, Andrade, and Selena, like I said. It's 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 fun to watch, so I'm not really... I'm not butthurt over it. Kevin Owens, like I said, in my last podcast, I hope they turn him heel or something. I hope... You know, whatever the Fiend does to people, they say he changes people. I hope you know, he could change Owens to a, a heel again, to a, a baby face. Because he shines as a, ba- as a heel. He shines as a heel, and it's... It's sad to see what they're doing with Kevin Owens now, because you know, when he first joined the main roster, he was like the top guy. You know, beat John Cena, United States champion, former world champion... This was always a hill, but ever since he turned babyface, he had, you know, a decent feud with Shane McMahon that lasted for months. You know, he was cutting decent promos around that time, but now it's just like, like I said, he got lost in the shuffle as well, it seems like. It's, he seems like he's just there to put guys over. He did beat Aleister Black tonight, but like I said, long term for these certain guys... It makes me wonder what they'll do, being that, you know, new brands, new roster. And again, guys, like Kevin Owens is a baby face. He's not going to make it far unless he's a heel, in my opinion, at least. Next up, we have Jeff Hardy, Raw. That was cool. I thought the match he had AJ Styles and Seth Rollins, that was decent. It was a good match. Um, it was a wrestling match, at least. It wasn't no tables, ladders, or anything like that, like we've been seeing for the last few weeks with WWE and their stipulation matches. If you've heard my last podcast, you know I don't care for stipulation matches. They're good once in a while, and they're fun to watch. But when you do them for so often, 
it's like there's no interest we've seen this before we've seen it dozens of times and when you see something too often it's you lose interest um, retribution is now on raw Lars Sullivan returned you know the Miz and John Morrison had a Miz TV segment which I'm not a fan of the Miz I'm not a fan of Morrison and I was so happy to see Lars Sullivan come out there and whoops the mask tonight because the Miz and Morrison segments are just goofy you know Miz was once a good heel but they paired him up with Morrison and you, I can't take Miz serious I can't take Morrison serious being together because Morrison should be a singles competitor but what they're doing now is how can anybody take it serious they're a comedy tag team as I said in my last podcast and what do you do with guys like that? You certainly don't give him a tag team title shot. Why would you? So I'm happy Lars Sullivan came out and did what he did. It seems as if WWE has given up on The Miz. And I can't say the same for Morrison. It seems like they're still high on Morrison. Being that he's such a big star. But over the years, The Miz has just been, you know, not that great. He, they give him the most goofiest ring gear. Like this headband like he's doing karate or something. I don't, I don't know. A headband or whatever it's called, but his, his ring gear... <laughs> just looks so goofy and we're supposed to like take him serious like he's this tough wrestler and they, they dress him like that and he's supposed to be intimidating um hopefully they do something with him hopefully they split Morrison and Miz up it's not too late I know the tag team division on Raw isn't that great I know the Viking Raiders are out at the moment. The Street Profits, they're the Raw Tag Team Champs, which I'm kind of guessing they'll feud with Miz and Morrison at some point. So, I, I'm hoping that Morrison maybe will turn on the Miz one day. And WWE just decides to push Morrison. Because this isn't doing much for his career, and it's a, it's a shame at this point. But um, Moving on. Keith Lee is on Monday Night Raw. King Corbin, SmackDown. Alexa Bliss, as we said, is Raw. Elias returned tonight, which is big. Me, being from Pittsburgh... I am a big Elias fan. For those who don't know, Elias is also from Pittsburgh. And like Kurt Angle and so many before him, 
so many wrestlers from Pittsburgh at the moment. It's just, it, it, it's so cool to see, you know, Elias return. Which, he's been out for a little while. When he was injured, I didn't like the current storyline they had with him and Jeff Hardy. I thought that storyline was goofy. I didn't like how they brought Jeff Hardy's past up. Um, with his drug use. I'm, I'm surprised they aired it on TV. Being that it's so personal. And the segment they had with the car accident business. That just... The whole segment was just... Just everywhere. I thought the bar fight he had. I thought the bar fight with Sheamus and Jeff Hardy was decent, though. But everything leading up to that was just goofy. It was too personal, in my opinion. You know, Jeff Hardy's been through a lot. His his personal life shouldn't have been mentioned. But as I said, you know. I didn't care for what they did with the last, how they, you know, wrote him off a of TV. I'm, I'm glad Elias is a heel now, and no longer a babyface. I mean, I I hate his music. <laughs> I hate I hate him singing in the ring. That's kind of gotten old. But I'm glad to see him as a heel. And I'm glad to see him return. Okay, moving on. Sami Zayn, SmackDown. Lacey Evans, Raw. Shinsuke and Cesaro, SmackDown. Which, you know, Street Profits are on Raw, so that... Well, yeah, the Street Profits are on Raw. Shinsuke and Cesaro on SmackDown. Sorry for the mix-up. I'm mixing myself up here. <laughs> um, Nikki Cross is raw. I'm wondering somewhere down the line if her and Alexa Bliss will feud. Maybe Nikki will go back to trying to save Alexa Bliss from the Fiend. But we'll see. They kind of dropped that angle, it seems like. Before it was Alexa Bliss, you know, turning into a like a, a female version of the Fiend, and Nikki Cross was supposedly saving Alexa Bliss, but that storyline seems to have been dropped. They haven't really done much with Nikki since then. If they'll continue, is beyond me. Um, which I'm not a big fan of Nikki Cross. Her in-ring skills are decent. I've never seen her as a heel in NXT. I've heard she was good. But as far as her on the main roster, I, I, I don't see any, no excitement with, with her. But we'll see, you know. We'll see what happens with her. 
maybe they'll move her back down to NXT. I, I doubt that, but who knows, you know, with ratings and everything. They certainly took Finn Balor to NXT, which I didn't expect, but, you know. WWE is so quick to compete with AEW. Anything's a possibility at this point. Dolph Ziggler and Robert Roode are now on SmackDown. R-Truth is Raw. Apollo Crews, SmackDown. Dabakato, Raw. He's on Raw Underground. That MMA bullshit. Titus O'Neil, Raw. Carmella, SmackDown. Um, one thing I want to point out about, about Carmella is this new gimmick she has. I think it's going to be something new for her. I'm hoping it works out better than when she was on SmackDown the last time. It seems as if they ju they've just given up on Carmella. The whole fabulous gimmick just kind of worn off. I've always been a Carmella fan. So I'm hoping they don't get bored with Carmella in this new gimmick. And they stick to it. Because what else are they going to do with Carmella? You know, what else can they do? I mean, how many times can they repackage her? Hopefully it works out. I'm excited to see what happens. Um, next up, we have Peyton Royce, Raw, Aleister Black, SmackDown. Which, as I said before, I'm not too thrilled with the way they had Aleister Black. I'm not, I'm not, what, what I'm trying to say is I'm not too thrilled with the way they're booking him, I should say. You know, I'm trying to find the right words to say because you just, I don't know how a guy can go from being one of the biggest stars on Raw to just being kind of pushed down in the card. You know, he lost to Kevin Owens tonight. He, you know, Paul Heyman was going to push him when he was ahead of creative, and that just didn't happen. Like I said, it's a, it's a shame to see stars go to waste. You know, I'm hoping this hill turn does something for him but it doesn't seem like it's going to I don't think it'll change much maybe that's because there's no fans in the building I don't know I know that whenever there was fans in the building it seemed like his push was met more everybody was a, was a fan of Aleister Black I still am there are a lot of people who are but there isn't much you can do. All we can do is sit back and watch and see what happens to him. But like I said, it's a shame to see so many stars go to waste. They can't expect themselves to compete with a company like AEW if they keep doing this to their wrestlers, if they keep doing this to their superstars. Cause that's not how you build superstars of the future. That's that's not how you do it. You know, they can create decent storylines. We've seen them do it. We've seen them create shitty storylines. 
but what I've seen the last few months is them tear down superstars, just totally give up on so many. I've said Cesaro should be a world champion. Look at where he's at. Look where him and Shinsuke Nakamura is at. Nowhere in the tag team division. Lost lost in the tag team division. Because WWE just, just simply doesn't know what they're doing. They call these guys up from the main roster. Excuse me, from NXT, I mean. And then they 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 throw them on the main roster. Okay, so they're... they're they want to do stuff with these new guys, but can't do nothing with the current roster they have. And a couple months later, even the NXT guys get lost in the in the shuffle. I call it because that's just what happens. Why why call them up if you're just gonna leave them sit on the bench? You're wasting their time. When they've had more success in NXT than anything. Shinsuke Nakamura had so much potential in NXT. He was a big star. He got caught to the main roster. He won the Royal Rumble and then nothing. He's had maybe a couple United States Championship runs. A couple Tag Team Championship runs. But as far as that, I don't see him being a real champion. You know, but it's a shame. That's all I got to say. Okay, as far as the matches tonight, Kevin Owens versus Aleister Black. I'm happy to see this feud end. It really wasn't much of a feud to begin with. There wasn't much to talk about. It was just them, you know, kind of attacking each other each week. Really no build to anything. Obviously, there's no long-term plans for them. Hopefully something better for them both. Like I said, turn Kevin Owens heel. What they'll do with Aleister Black is beyond me at this point. Um, we saw Mandy Rose, Dana Brooke versus Natalia and Lana. Um, I could care less for either, either of these teams. Mandy Rose... You know, like I said, I don't know much about her. Dana Brooke, I think, is talented. She should have got a push a long time ago. She's strong, you know. She was a power lifter. She can do good work, I think, in the ring. But they, I, I don't know, you know, what they'll do. With this tag team, this Mandy Rose and Dana Brooke tag team, I think they're so concerned with their female tag team division, they're just gonna throw whoever together just to make a tag team division. Like you have Shayna Baszler and Nia Jax, which I said Shayna Baszler should be a a singles competitor. Nia Jax, I'm surprised she didn't kill nobody in this battle royal tonight, being that she has hurt so many female wrestlers. Um, I just think the roster is a mess right now. The current roster they have right now is a mess. And they just... 
I feel like they have no clue what they're doing at the moment. Like, I can't say the raw tag team division, like the male tag team division is horrible. It could be better, but it's not horrible. You know, we still have the New Day, um, which they're still together, Kofi and Xavier Woods. Even though Biggie's not there, we still have Kofi and Xavier to keep the New Day alive. So that's that's decent. You know, we, we get to see Biggie have his push that he deserves. You know, and him being without the New Day, maybe his push will mean more. He definitely deserves it. He should have had it a long time ago. Um, the New Day, they, they've been together for years, and I, I think their whole gimmick has just gotten stale. And they, they've had so many tag team runs, you know, you know, so many matches, and you could pretty much predict, at, at the time, you could pretty much predict how the matches were going to go, you know. The New Day, they've had so many opportunities, and you just knew that whenever they, they won a championship belt that they'd lose it in a month, and then they'd gain it right back and lose it again. It, it just went on and on and on. So... You know, hopefully Big E gets the, the push he deserves. You know, what they'll do with Kofi and Woods. You know, once they lose the belts, who knows? You know, Kofi could go on a singles journey. Um, as, as far as Xavier Woods, I don't really see him as a singles competitor. They could go that route going forward in the near future. I would like to see Kofi go on another singles run again. Because um, there's only so much they can do with the New Day at this point. They're 10-time world champions. They have nothing else left to prove. So it would be nice to see Kofi go on a singles run. Um, next up we have Garza versus Andrade. Which like I said... Andrade's ta talented. The match, I didn't think was great, but that's my opinion. Um, Ricochet versus Cedric Alexander. I didn't like the finish. I expected Ricochet to join the Hurt Business. I was kind of hoping this feud would just end. Um... Even if like Ricochet was a baby face and he joined the Hurt Business, I still think that'd be kind of cool. You know, it'd be kind of like when John Cena joined the Nexus and John Cena was a baby face. You know, John Cena's always been a baby face. So I, I think it'd be kind of like that if Ricochet joined the Hurt Business. Um, yeah, um, Ricochet, like this feud. It, 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 it should be over with by now. Um, we didn't see Retribution tonight, which I kind of thought that Retribution would come out and attack them, attack the Hurt Business, attack Ricochet, Cedric, or whoever. Um, that did not happen. Um, and then they moved on to the Women's Battle Royal, which, you know... Um, which I, I was so, like, 
shocked at how fast they moved on to the women's battle royal, being that like I I, I was like looking for retribution to get involved at somehow like like during each match like the uh, women's battle royal like I kind of expected the lights to go out you know retribution logo appear on the screen like retribution was not mentioned at all that's why I said I'm so you know confused as to why they haven't been on TV at all you know they, they want to keep this stable strong and they're mentioning them on comment on on commentary but they're not getting any TV time so I feel like this stable's just not gonna really be taken as anything serious in the next few months because of the way they're being booked and we've seen the what booking can do to a certain star whether they are booked you know whether they are booked, like overly booked or just not booked at all, you know, we, we've seen what that can do. And I think that's what will happen with Retribution if WWE continues to go down this path. I just, I just, I don't see Retribution lasting much longer. I, I, I see people getting tired of Retribution in the next coming months, but. We'll see where it goes. Um, like I said, I was looking forward to Retribution coming out and making a statement like they have been for the last few months. That didn't happen. You know, WWE, they moved on to the Women's Battle Royal, which I was kind of thinking Retribution would get involved in some way. You know, at least have the logo appear or something, but that didn't happen. Um... The women's battle royal itself was pretty decent, you know. Um, really, isn't much to say. There's not really nothing that stuck out to me, except for Lana winning the battle royal. But she was also put through the table once again, <laughs> which I didn't mind that at all. Being that I was so confused that she won the battle royal, thinking. Like, are they really going to put Asuka and Lana together as a women's championship match when, you know, they could have gave it to, like, Bianca Blair, who they hyped up for her debut on the main roster just to have her lose in the Battle Royal, but she was my pick to win, even if she doesn't win at Hell in a, even if she didn't win at Hell in a Cell, I mean, it would still be a decent match with her and Asuka, but they go with Lana who I still say WWE is trying to bury. You know, they, they've been putting this woman through a table, what, for four weeks now? So something's up. You know, either she's being punished for Rusev joining AEW or something. Something's going on. Something is definitely happening because there's no reason for her to go through a table every week unless she's being punished for something. I think WWE is just so angry that Rusev has joined AEW that they just want to take it out on Lana. Whether you like it or not, that's not fair to her. It's just not. 
you know, um, it's it's sad how WWE treats their employees sometimes. Like look what they did with Dean Ambrose, you know, John Moxley. They buried his character when they knew he was leaving. You know, they trashed that character of Dean Ambrose. And I feel that's what they'll do with Lana until she just, you know, packs her shit up and goes to AEW and joins Rusev or if you want to call him Miro, call him Miro. I still call him Rusev. But, um, there's something up there. I don't know if she's being punished or what, but, you know, um, for somebody to get put to a table for four weeks and then to be giving a battle to be giving a championship match at Hell in a Cell which I'm hoping they change the plans of this I'm hoping they give it to someone else like Bianca Blair you know maybe they'll say that Lana can't you know compete at Hell in a Cell being that she's been put to a table by Nia Jax and just can't compete because of her injuries you know they can go that route um because we've already know the outcome of Oscar versus Lana at Hell in a Cell if it's even booked we we know we know Oscar's gonna win. We 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 know what's gonna happen. That's just too predictable. And that's the problem with WWE anymore. Is it, it's it's too predictable. Every now and then they'll throw a curveball at us and you know shock the hell out of us. You know, like what they did with Roman Reigns. You know, turn Roman Reigns heel. You know, but WWE they they are just too predictable, and that's the problem. That's why I really don't watch the pay-per-views, why I don't pay to watch the pay-per-views, because I can predict it without even watching it. And it's it's very hard for WWE to compete with AEW. Like, yes, they have NXT. But if WWE keeps this up, this booking, AEW is just going to kill them in the ratings. They won't be able to compete with AEW. They won't be able to compete with even Ring of Honor or Impact if they keep this up. Which me saying Impact, that's that's a lot to say because I don't know anybody who watches Impact Wrestling. I haven't watched Impact Wrestling in years. So that's saying a lot. Which maybe I'm going too far by saying WWE can't compete with Impact Wrestling. Because if I'm WWE, I don't see Impact Wrestling as competition, but who does? I don't know anybody who watches Impact Wrestling. I think the top two are AEW and WWE, I think, are the only ones that are in discussion. And Ring of Honor, I think Ring of Honor is has always been one of my favorites to watch. But like I said, if WWE keeps this booking up like they are, AEW will be at the top, you know, by the end of this year. Unless they change what they are doing. Um, I'm, I'm Like I said, I'm hoping they change this outcome. I'm hoping they book Bianca Blair versus Asuka. You know, they, they, there's so many different options they have besides Lana. Hell, they give it to Natalia. That'd be that'd be even better. Granted, I'm not a big fan of a, of Natalia, but 
That'd be better than Alana. And, you know, I've heard Eva Marie was going to return tonight. That didn't happen. Now, I was kind of looking forward to that, being that she's been hyped up for weeks. And when I seen that Lana won the match, I kind of thought that Eva Marie would come from behind and kind of throw over the top rope and she'd be declared the winner. But when that didn't happen, I was kind of disappointed to see that Lana won. Because I thought, really? You know, they're going to book this? We're supposed to take this serious? Because we all we all know the outcome. You know, maybe this is just a filler for something they have for Oscar, you know, in the next few weeks after Hell in a Cell. But we'll see what happens. Um, again, this is the end of the draft. This is a new chapter, a, a new start, as I said before. So hopefully things start changing. Hopefully things get better from here on out. But we'll see, you know. But thank you all for listening. Tune in every Monday and Friday. Thank you and good night.